Hey friends, uh, today I want to talk some about missions. I was thinking about the first um, manned mission to the moon, that was Apollo 11. And let's see, that was uh, 1969, it was July, I was 11 years old. But what was their mission? It was getting there, that was the biggest part of the mission I think. So Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin walked on the surface, and, and but that wasn't the whole mission. Um, they were also to take photographs and soil samples and set up wind and solar experiments. They also deployed a reflector. They called it um, a laser ranging retro reflector. <laughs> and it reflected a laser back from the earth to to help measure the the moon's distance as it orbits the Earth, um, and the distance varies because the, the moon is on somewhat of an oblong uh, orbit. They also set up something to detect moonquakes, which is something like earthquakes, I guess. So they had a mission, and they apparently uh, completed it. And you know, today NASA is already planning for a manned mission to an asteroid by the year 2025 and Mars in the 2030s. So that's kind of interesting, I think. But all that being said, a long time ago, God actually sent out the first manned mission to where? It was Earth. God created, then he gave the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, a specific mission. Let's read it. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. Um, and then in verse 28, And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Of course, uh, this mission for mankind meant that they were to have children and grandchildren and their grandchildren were supposed to have children and so on and so forth until they expanded like a giant network marketing machine and they filled the whole earth. But you know their mission was not to fill the earth with images of sin and brokenness, right? Remember this was before Adam and Eve ever sinned. So they were to fill all the world with more image bearers of the one true holy God. So God's glory would fill the whole earth, all right? So, but the thing is that Adam and Eve eventually rejected the mission that God gave them. They distorted it. Um, they took on their own personal mission. They became seekers of their own glory. They became image bearers of themselves. They believed Satan's lies, right? And they began to promote their own ego to the world. We too are on that mission when we begin our life. We, we seek for joy and happiness and satisfaction in all kinds of things uh, um, rather than looking to our Creator. We might be obsessed with the way people see us. You know, that may look a little different in all of our lives, but at its root, it's all the same. You may be obsessed with the way people see you. In other words, we want others to see us as awesome or glorious in some way. Maybe that's you. 
Surely that would bring us fulfillment, right? No. Maybe we try to enhance our looks and proclaim our beauty, maybe our intelligence and our wisdom to others, maybe on Facebook, right? (laughs) To friends all around the globe, right? So we were actually doing the same mission for ourselves that God wanted us to do for Him. Also, we used to look for joy in things, right? Things like making more money, getting bigger houses, um, nicer cars, more stuff, uh, trying to feel better, maybe maybe be healthier with exercise or eating right. Um, Or we may have even went to the other extreme and tried to find joy and or feel better by putting bad things in our body like drugs and, and such. But none of these things uh, brought us joy. And like Adam and Eve, that was our mission in life. But then, after Adam and Eve sinned, of course, um, God made a wonderful promise. He had planned it long before, but he planned for the first God-man mission. God would send his only son as our only hope to escape well, the judgment for our own sin that we deserved. And when the time was right, Jesus arrived, right, on earth as a man. He lived a perfect life, yet he was condemned as a sinner. And he was crucified on a cross. Uh, He took on the death we deserved. And then God raised him from the grave, right, on the third day. And, um, And now everyone who looks away from delighting in sin to delight in Jesus becomes an image bearer of God instead of the brokenness uh, and and self and and sin, right? So then after Jesus rose from the grave, this is cool, right? Um, He recommissioned believers with what was at its root the same original mission that God gave Adam and Eve. It's interesting to me. Let me read part of that, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So for his disciples to begin doing this and make other disciples, and and share his glory across the world. What would that accomplish? It would fill the earth with image bearers of God and they would glorify God. In closing, I would like for us to think about what it means to be an image bearer of God. It's a pretty good definition of missions, I think. Um, Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea, He has pictures along with statues. He has images of himself throughout the whole country of North Korea. And people look to him as a god. He's he's the state religion, right? And and these images, they represent him and they remind people of what he looks like and who he is, right? So if we're going to be image bearers of the one true God, what does that mean for us? Well, for starters, um, it might help to know what God looks like if we're supposed to uh, be image bearers of Him. And secondly, what kind of person He is. 
Of course, God is invisible, right? Speaking of Moses, Hebrews 11.27 says, By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. God is invisible. Um, What about his character? What about God's attributes? They are invisible as well, aren't they? Romans 1.20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his external power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. So God is invisible, and he has attributes that are invisible. Um, So if that's true, then how can we be image bearers? (laughs) It seems like we would be walking around as the invisible man and woman, right? (laughs) Well, I think we've answered how this all begins. Remember, um, Adam and Eve were made righteous in God's image, and then sin took away their ability to fill the earth with his image. And now, when we look away from sin to Jesus, we receive his righteousness. Um, So once again, mankind is righteous, right? But this time, it's Jesus's righteousness. And so, we are now able to bear his image to the world again. And righteousness may show itself in physical ways, but it is invisible. And Paul talks about this as um, bearing fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Galatians 5, and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things there is no law. These are all invisible qualities of godliness in God. And so this is the image of the invisible God at work in our life. And as I said, it begins when we look to Jesus. And then as we see more and more of God's glory in in Jesus, we become better image bearers of him to the world. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word and thank you for the mission you've given us, this this great mission to share your glory with the world through Jesus, your righteousness. And this gives us such great joy. Our joy comes from Jesus, who, as Colossians 1.15 says, is the image of the invisible God, Jesus, who was perfect in every way. And we thank you for forgiveness that comes through him and also in sharing this this good news with others, Father. And so we thank you for this, Lord. Please enable us, give us boldness. Please give us clarity. Help us to walk and share in your spirit so that the earth may be filled with your glory so that your image might go out into all the earth. Be with believers across the globe, those that are being persecuted here and abroad, Father. Let your glory be seen throughout the world. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.